On this episode of Resi Week, we talk Google's new smart speaker and Hunter Douglas updates PowerView. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 234, Interface Devices. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Blackwire Designs, the go-to distributor for the CI industry with an extensive product lineup backed by unmatched sales and system support. Anytime dealers need it, even after hours or on the weekend. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week, your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, we are pleased to be joined by three of my good friends. First, we have Avi Rosenthal. He is a partner at Blue Sav. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Enjoying my pandemic. Excellent, as one should. <laughs> then we have Ron Callis. He's the CEO of One Firefly. How are you doing, Ron? I am good, sir. Coming to you from my COVID-19 bunker here in Florida. You might need a bunker in Florida if you uh, if you listen to the news at all. That sounds like a smart move. Then we have Jeremy Golwaki. He is the executive editor of Residential Tech Today. How are you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing well, and uh, I can't come up with a witty COVID-19 uh, piece of banter right now, but I, I am doing well. It's COVID-19 now. COVID-19, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so it's, I got nothing. I'm done. I'm over. Uh-huh. Finito. Yeah, my, my wife looked at me the other day as we finally went out for the first time since, again, like March. And she kind of was like, so this is what it's like out here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. This is it the is. outside. Yeah, this is the outside. Mm. Cool. All right, gentlemen, let's kick this off with a story that comes to us from CE Pro. There is a new Google Nest smart speaker that is reportedly on the way. It seems like uh, the friendly engineers over at Google, well, staying home through, I, I believe it was announced this morning, the rest of 2021, yeah. uh, they've managed to come up with a brand new uh, smart speaker. It looks uh, like something that Avi's going to reference, so I'm not going to steal his line, but it's it looks to be a five by nine uh, speaker wrapped in fabric. It looks pretty fancy. Uh, uh, they have not officially announced it, but we're seeing a lot of things that are saying it's coming out, and we've actually seen production photos. So, yeah, it's it's real. Avi, let me let me start with you on this. As these devices continue to evolve and continue to get better, every iteration of these devices of these smart speakers, the the voice recognition's better. They sound better. They function better. They seem to be much easier to use every time you you continue down that vein. What does this mean to our channel? Is this just a peripheral product? Is this something where we need to be paying attention to it and and trying to sell these? Uh, I know I'm working on a project right now. I I actually have a call with them after, after this recording where we're not doing outside of the, like the media rooms, we're not doing installed speakers anywhere. They're using um, Google devices as their audio products and they're perfectly happy with it. I saw the cringe, but they are perfectly happy with it. So we're not trying to beat that sale into them that, hey, you need something better. Where does does this fit within our channel? So 
it is absolutely part of our channel, right? I mean, the, the, the whole idea and the whole concept of a voice activated system of being able to speak to your system, you know, just today I was uh, surfing around on, on a, I think it was on LinkedIn and somebody was showing off their brand new controller that actually lowered the shade and turned down the lights and they were very impressed with themselves. And I was like, oh, and they did it with the push of a button. And I went, nope, that's not for me. And I moved on because push of a button, who needs push of a button? That's like so 20th century. So and I you have to disinfect it. Uh, well, but I definitely believe that, uh, you know, we, we as a group of integrators, as a group of technologists need to embrace, right, natural language processing. I attended the, uh, the Alexa development uh, day, which was last week, uh, where the Amazon folks showed off their latest devices and their latest programs, and they're actually getting more conversational, right? So the next iteration and what's in development right now and what's been released to developers right now is the ability for your Amazon devices, and I'm not using the other A word because I forgot to mute her and she's over there listening, um, but uh, <laughs> they're, they're gonna be more conversational. You're gonna be able to give it multiple commands. It's going to understand uh, if you don't have a scene set up, you're gonna be able to elicit a scene. Hey, drop those shades, turn on those lights and hit the TV for me. And it's gonna do all those things. So, you know, as Google rolls out these latest products and uh, I, affectionately call this one the Google pillow because I really do think if uh, if you go online and take a look at it it looks like a little five by nine pillow it almost looks squishy I'm sure it's not because it's a speaker but it does look squishy um, but I think that the idea of these devices being in your home and sort of being in the background is important your client who wants to use them for audio distribution that's a little cringeworthy right because anybody who's worth their salt in audio will tell you that these things are, you know, they're all part of psychoacoustics and they're, they're sort of lossy and there's all kinds of artifacting and you never know if they're connected or not. And I can tell you my own experience with my own devices is we'll be sitting, you know, through this pandemic, we had uh, what we called on Saturday's Lego day, right? Us and the family, we get together, we couldn't go anywhere else. So we do some projects together as a family. Music was a big part of that. We'd have some background music running. After about 45 minutes, my Amazon devices would start to choke and cough and sputter and I'd have to reset them and, and ask them to play the Sirius XM radio station again because they're just not tuned to do this sort of long-term, you know, if you've got a four-hour party going on in your house and the place is rocking and all of a sudden you lose your audio stream, that's a deal breaker, right? That's a real party downer. So, you know, my response to the integration community is, yeah, you want these things as interface devices, and they are very good interface devices. And you need to get on board. We, you know, it's not about remote controls anymore. It's about interface devices. It's not necessarily about touchscreens anymore. It's about these devices we're going to talk to, but know where they fit, right? Help your customers understand where they fit and how they are going to be best effective within their installations. Ron, when you when you see these stories and you you hear what um, Avi's alluding to as far as having to explain to your customer where these fit. Is, is this something where when he says things along the lines of, you know, stop selling, essentially you're alluding to not selling touchscreens, not selling remotes, but use these interface devices. I think use them in conjunction. I wouldn't say don't sell. That, that, <laughs> oh, that, come yeah, on. No, I don't want the hate mail. Come on, man. Just, you know, it was the lambaste me for this. But, killing no, my but line, I, man. I, think there's a, I think there's a good place. There's a good mix, right? There's a, there's a good opportunity there. So how do you leverage that opportunity to, to, to use these devices properly, but not overtask them? Is, is that... Is that something that we as a, as a channel should be concerned about? Or is this still an, 
an auxiliary product? You know, it's from my perspective, I'm, I'm working with integrators every day. And uh, the vast majority of the, the businesses, the business operators that I'm working with are still, uh, frankly, not big fans of voice. Voice, whether it's Alexa, Google, um, you know, some of them are certainly coming on to Josh based to some of the more complex language statements and commands you can give it. But, you know, if I go back to when I was at the very beginning introduced to Alexa, and uh, Avi, I'm sorry if yours responds. No, I, know that, uh, I don't know if this is going into your ears or out the speakers. And I'm speaking to your everywhere. Don't, yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, the, the person that the first one I saw was actually a neighbor of mine. This is going back five, six, six, seven years. I'm not sure when that thing came out. And it was a neighbor of mine that was a, a pilot and he was just, he loved toys and he had purchased it on Amazon, had it in his house was controlling things. I think he had a couple of smart lights and he was making them turn on and off and he thought it was the coolest thing in the world. But yet I look at the integrator putting stuff into these large projects of varying sizes and they generally see it as problems and headaches and phone calls, which means they lose money if they have to run trucks or vans out to the project. Uh, That said, I do think that Google and Alexa are after mass market. I think the integrator is a small piece of their larger equation. And at the end of the day, the little mini Google doodad, you know, the audio wasn't very good. And the idea that they'd have a better sounding device, I, I think it'll, they'll sell probably millions of more devices as a result. I just don't know that it plays into the, the day-to-day integrator's life yet. So Jeremy, let me ask you this. If this is something that maybe doesn't play into the integrator's life, but customers seem to want it. How do you balance trying to direct customers away from something? Mm-hmm. If, they're, if they're super excited about it, and I'll, I'll use the, the customer that I'm going to talk to later today as the perfect example. They love their Google Home. They think it is the coolest thing in the world. It does next to nothing for them but they adore this thing and they're convinced that this is the device that they want to use to turn on lights, make their fans go and turn the TV on. I know that it is not the most successful platform to use, but it's what they want. And at the end of the day, yes, we sell technology, but we're in the customer service business. We're here to, do what the client asks. Now, there's people in the channel who don't necessarily agree with that, but I tell them that they're wrong. So how do you go get about talking to your clients or, or, or marketing these things to your clients, but giving that, that, that asterisk that this may not work as expected? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's about education and, and just having that conversation with them like you're talking about and having a really good for, for a fee service program, you know, I mean, you, if you're going to have to deal with the headaches of this thing, then get paid for it and let them know ahead of time, Hey, you know what? This is something that I have a feeling I'm going to have to troubleshoot every now and then because something is going to go wrong. Um, you're dealing with the cloud, you're dealing with, um, a consumer grade product that, we, you know, typically don't like to install, but if this is something you really want to have in here, um, then 
we need to be able to get paid for fixing it every now and then. Um, but I, I do think that there are people that, yeah, it's, they're attached to it. It's like we're attached to our phone. It's like our, it's an like extension of our brain now. And it's like, if you can speak out a question in your house and get an answer, then it makes you feel better, you know, and more secure over, you know, these things we can't think out ourselves anymore. And uh, it, it does, I may, I guess, come become a personality that they sort of tie it, connect to in their home. I have friends who, um, yeah, that's all they know is the audio quality of, a, of an Amazon product. You know, mm. that, that's the best speaker quality that they know. And I go in there and it's just so irritating for me to hear this like point source sort of yeah. sound coming from somewhere, you know, and instead of having it fill the room like you'd like it to, to you know, you know, be invisible and envelop you, you know? And I think if you could explain from an audio standpoint, at least that there's such a better experience, you know, we can, we can make them disappear. These speakers can be like light fixtures in your ceiling. You won't even realize they're there. And yet they sound so much better than this one little speaker on your kitchen counter. <laughs> um, and then, you know, have it be a control device, you know, the headaches that that comes with, of course, but you know, allow them to interface with it and control things. I just think that there's some, you know, expectations you have to set early or you're going to be frustrated as an integrator. So Matt, I just, I have yeah. to share with you the story of my recent story regarding Google. So we had purchased a, a Nest door cam and as part of that purchase, it came with a free Google Nest display. Sneaky how they do that, huh? It's it. They planted it into our home. Now, we we don't use any voice in the home, but my son read the box and he saw that he could display pictures, and so he could display pictures of his dogs right there at his desk where he does work. Long story short, I get Lutron motorized shades in the house. We do all the windows, and my son had read somewhere in the Google sphere that his Google Nest could control the Lutron shades. Mm -hmm. And I, of course, I personally had not even the slightest clue how to make that happen. My son's 11, by the way. He goes, dad, I'll do it. And I'm like, what do you mean you'll do it? Like, how is that even possible? 20 minutes later, he had configured the Google Nest to, through voice commands, talk to all the shades in our home. So now they call me down, my wife and my son, they're so excited. They're literally giddy, smiling ear to ear. And they throw a voice command and they tell the shades in the lower floor to open. And she said, okay. And she opened the shades. And I was sitting there in utter disbelief. And so my son's comfort in his classroom, they use Google Classroom. Mm -hmm. And so the, he's been indoctrinated since birth into Google being the, the technology company that makes this simple. So whereas I'm, I'm the old, you know, Gen Xer here, and I was immediately standoffish of this happening. Now my wife and son, and I'm going to admit, even I throw voice commands to the shades downstairs, and now they do whatever we want. That's how this happens, slow and steady. This little speaker, this cloud, this pillow, it's just gonna, it's just one more little insertion into the home that gives Google ultimately control. So it's not about the integrator community, in my opinion. Like we're this tiny little speck of an industry, 
this is mass market. This is how they get into tens of millions or hundreds of millions of homes slowly and steadily. Yeah. It, it amazes me to this day. Um, cause and my kids are younger than yours, but Cohen, my, my oldest at five doesn't understand why Alexa doesn't work when the power goes out. Right. Because he wants to ask Alexa what time it is or what the weather's going to be, uh, or to turn on a light or play music in his room. And I continually go back to the whole, well, you can just go push the little, the, the keypad, just the little Pico and it'll play your Sonos in, in your room. And he goes, uh, Alexa, play, you know. Or dad needs to get a generator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As mine just finally Look, triggered. The, the, the shades behind me, okay, I, we did an experiment. We had these, uh, these older drapes in the, in the room and my wife didn't like them and she really wanted something that was a little bit more modern looking. And so we replaced the, the drapes in this room and it was an experiment. I went on Amazon and I bought the, there's a Chinese company that'll actually do custom cut shades for windows. They, they show you online how to measure the window boxes. They are battery operated motorized shades. They cost me about 150 bucks a piece. I've got three of them in a row. It came in a box, took me 10 minutes to install. I got a little bold home hub. The Bold Home Hub is sitting up there, and it, it uh, 433 megahertz back and forth to the shades. And my Amazon system, I can say open, close, halfway, all day long. It was dirt simple. Mm-hmm. And so I got online. I know some people at Amazon. And I'm curious, hey, this company in China, how successful are they? He says they can't keep up. He said that they are, they are selling drapes and shades by the hundreds a day, that they've got three factories that are cutting shades every day, custom and they're custom fit because the windows behind me are not you know your average three by 12 whatever they i measured them down to the fifth of an inch to make sure that they fit right height width pocketed the whole thing any integrator could do what i did now is it the level of selection of a designer shade absolutely not right it's it's not and they're not you know a q motion or a a a somfy you can't hear move these you can hear them, right? I mean, I'm not trying to tell you that these are here to replace designer shades. The point is, is that if you're an integrator and you want something easy to do and easy to install, it exists out there to be able to connect to these natural language processing systems. And so you can experiment and you can be part of these installations very easily if you choose to be. Yeah, it's very interesting to see how that market is is shifting. So just because you gave the nice lead in, we're going to uh, kind of change direction for a second and jump into our next article that comes to us from Residential Tech Today. Hunter Douglas has launched their PowerView Plus and PowerView AC systems for premium automated shades, kind of the other side of the market, as Avi was talking about. Jeremy, let me let me start with you on this. When, when you see Hunter Douglas moving into shades, this has been, or not, <laughs> not moving into shades. They've been in shades a while. Hello. Uh, yeah, we'll back that one up for fun. Um, but uh, they're continuing to evolve into or in motorized shades. They are pushing motorized shades heavily. They have made a very strong push, including uh, even last year at, at CD Expo, trying to get dealers on board and going down that vein, as as Ron and, and Avi just alluded to. Motorized shades in your home, I remember when that was like, no one knew anybody who had a motorized shade. Right. You knew of them, 
but nobody had them. Nobody sold them. They were incredibly hard to find and incredibly expensive. Ikea now makes motorized shades. Yeah. As Hunter Douglas con continues to make this push, is this something that we in the channel should be, should be concerned about that this, this mass market company is, is pushing, you know, uh, along the same lines as the Google conversation into a space that not that we owned, but that we had a, a good slice of the pie of. Well, I mean, the fact that they're reaching out for dealers trying to grow the custom integration channel um, program, I think is, is something that is not to be feared. I think it's to be embraced. I think that it's more opportunity for this channel to, to take, you know, a category that I think was underutilized in this space for a long time. I thought, I think that shades were a great opportunity that really was missed by a lot of integrators just because I think it was thought of as a designer product that you needed to have a different skill set to sell. And you know, I think there are still a lot of guys that probably have a, a specialist that they work with that, that would, you know, work with the fabrics, work with the colors, different things like that to advise them as opposed to them having to be the jack of all trades, you know, let them install it, let them do the specifications beyond the, the colors and, and, and materials, but uh, do the measuring. Then, and Hunter Douglas has that, that service as well, which is great. You know, they'll actually come out and be that that rep for, for you. If you don't want to do it yourself as an integrator, just have a, have a, a regional person come out from the company, do the, all the measuring, do all the things that need to be done, make sure that there's nothing being missed. And then, you know, you know that it's going to be the right product and then you just start installing it when the time comes. So I think they're, they're, they're seeing the opportunity there for this channel who has the technical know-how to do it and that they, um, they can have great partners beyond the designers, you know, that they've been partners with for so long, the specialists that are just doing shades. So I, I just see it as a way for a company to, uh, to, to add more business for themselves and also for this industry to really uh, embrace a category that ha maybe they haven't been able to in the past. No, I agree. Avi, when, when you follow this, when you, when you see what Hunter Douglas has done, and, and I'm personally a, a big shade proponent, uh, I love shades. We, we love to sell shades. They make us a lot of money. Um, this is one of those things where I, I've followed their kind of trajectory and, and they're, they're flirting with the channel and then full on dating in the channel uh, to, to use a, a fun kind of segue there. Um, when you see this, is, is this something where integrators not only have to or, or should get on board with shading, but more importantly, start to look at kind of to your, your earlier point, having different lines. Yep. The same way that we have good, better, best or, or whatever, you know, way you do that, you separate, you've got your builder grade, you've got, you know, your, your mid mark, and then you, you have your high end for TVs and speakers and every other thing that we sell. Is this one of those situations where we now have to, we can't just jump into shades. We have to jump into shades and offer multiple solutions. Absolutely. So, you know, when I was an integrator, to, to Jeremy's point, I didn't sell drapes and shades. You know, back in the day, they were way too complicated, way too expensive. Nobody understood how to measure them properly. Nobody understood how to install them properly. And then I got to the hospitality industry. And when I worked in the hospitality industry, the company that I was developing the technology for actually started as a drape and shade provider to the hotel industry. 
And so they had the guys to do the installations and they had the guys who showed me, this is how you measure a window pocket and this is how you mount a motor and this is how you run the wire. And the truth is the technology side of it is not that hard. It's the decorator side that scares off a lot of the integrators. And so now to your point, Matt, if you have the good, better, best scenario where the good, you may have only five choices of fabric. It's going to be a custom solution, but you only have five choices and it may not be the quietest motor in the world. But when then you get to the Hunter Douglas area where you've got different types of draping and different types of shades and different, you know, honeycomb this and invisible that and all of these things, and you can partner with somebody on the designer side, the truth is the integrator has more than enough talent and more than enough know-how to get these things installed and get them integrated. And like you said before, there's a lot of money in it because the motorization of window treatments is still one of the very few things that people buy for their homes that still has a decent margin in it. Virtually everything else we buy has been completely commoditized out. Drapes, shades, and window coverings still hold a really mm -hmm. nice margin. And so there's room there for the integrator to make a decent buck on something that's fairly easy for them to install and integrate. Yeah, very good. Ron, one of the things that I find really intriguing about this is when you go to uh, you know, go to talk to a client and you're trying to sell them speakers. You can name easily, you know, five brands that your client will recognize. Yeah. When you go and try and sell them shades, it's not that simple. Uh, unless they've come to you pre-qualified and they've been researching. When you come out and say, yeah, we're, we're, we're a Lutron dealer uh, or we're a, a, a Softy dealer or a Q-Motion dealer, or uh, recently an, an, an SI deal, they likely will not know any of those brands. What does the, the cachet of the Hunter Douglas name mean in this channel for us? Is it something worth trying to leverage or is that, is that just kind of thinking the, the old way where a name brand is, is so important? In some cases, the name brand does matter. So if there's, if there's been investment from that brand into the marketplace through calling on, say, the specification community, architects and designers, for example, and if those specifiers know the brand and they, they know the Hunter Douglas brand name, that has cachet. And if they're now adding a new capability to their mix, which is integratable uh, automated shades, motorized shades, that's market expansion. That's growing the pie. So that's the, the total number of potential consumers that might now be in the market for motorization increases versus someone entering that's a no name. Well, they're just trying to take a slice of the existing pie. And so I think Hunter Douglas joining the market, it's fantastic. Again, it's another example of maturing of the industry. They're going to ultimately expose you know, this concept of integration, this concept of motorization to more consumers. And ultimately, integrators will pick up some of that business, either by being resellers of Hunter Douglas or simply by being integrators that are in the business of doing motorized shading with vendor ABC because smart consumers are going to do their research. Right. And so now if they know this concept is possible, they're going to start Googling 
you know, to the cloud to find answers for what are the best motorized shades? What are the quietest motorized shades? What are the motorized shading companies with the most fabric options? So on and so forth. And a whole plethora of brands are going to be discovered. Integrators are going to be discovered. And I, I see it as very positive. Excellent. Thank you, gentlemen. Let's wrap it there. We're going to run out of time. Uh, thank you so much, all of you, for joining us. Avi, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Blue Suave, where can people do that? Uh, the best place is our website, bluesav.com, B-L-U-E-S-A-L-V-E. Um, or I can be reached at Avi at bluesav.com or on the Twitter, the Facebook, the LinkedIn. You know, I'm an easy guy to find. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. Mr. Callis, thank you, sir. If people want to connect with you, learn more about One Firefly, where can they do that? Sure. Visit us at our website, onefirefly.com, or on all of the socials at One Firefly LLC. And uh, love to see folks visit and stop by, make a comment. Excellent. Thank you so much for being here. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Glowacki, people want to connect with you subscribe to the magazine where can they find residential tech today yeah so we're we're offering a free digital subscription to the magazine during this covid time um so that's at restechtoday.com and guess what i'm also doing a podcast now because everybody else is and uh so residential tech talks is located on the website so there's a good link there and and so we talked to some I do one-on-one conversations with folks in the industry and sometimes even an inventor or two. So it's been fun. Yeah, it's a very good show. Definitely check that out for myself. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please stop by and visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.